Okay, um, so the Baywatch campaign has been launched, I suppose it has two objectives in mind. Uh, first, we want to tackle a glaring hole in existing legislation when it comes to private car parks. Um, I suppose what many people, including our own members, uh, don't realise is that traffic wardens and um, guards are not permitted at the moment to issue fines um, to drivers who illegally park in accessible parking bays in private car parks. So I suppose we're calling on the government to, to change that legislation to allow them to be able to go in and um, to give fines. So 40, 42% of Irish adults interviewed in a national survey that we did believed that they did have the power and 45, the other 45% said that they didn't know. So no one really knows, you know. Um, so it's, we're trying to raise awareness about this. Um, and, you know, if our campaign is successful, then it'll be 100% clear to everyone. That, that somebody parking legally in the disabled parking bay can be fined, no matter whether it's public or private, you know. And I suppose the second objective of it is, is just to highlight the ongoing abuse of disabled parking bays in general. Uh, the scale of the problem is backed up again by, by some of our surveys, you know. So uh, it's, you know, an enforcement is another thing. Uh, 70% of our members, Disabled Drivers Association members, said that their parking permit or the blue badge had never been inspected uh, by either a guard or a traffic warden or indeed a private car park operator. So that, I suppose essentially they're the two reasons that we're doing this. I wonder, Richard, whether you were surprised at all by the percentages in the survey of those who weren't aware of what the Gardaí could and couldn't do around issuing parking fines and so on uh, and around those who park illegally in disabled parking bays, but perhaps maybe equally were heartened by the percentage who support a prosecution of those who 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 park in those spaces? Yes, we were. I mean, it was. Yeah, you know, I mean, nearly everybody wants to see people prosecuted. Nobody, nobody likes to see people uh, parking and abusing disabled people, persons parking spots. Um, you know, I suppose we did a survey a number of years ago as well to to ask people what you know how they felt about approaching somebody uh, you know who was illegally parked. Um, a lot of people didn't want to do it, but the ones that did, you know, some of the excuses were, you know. Terrible, like the biggest one was I'll only be a minute, you know. Everyone says, oh, I'll only be a minute, you know, what's your problem, you know. There's so many parking spaces, so what about it, you know, this kind of stuff. Or, but some of them were truly awful, you know, like, you know, I park wherever I like and this kind of stuff. And one particular one, which was very surprised that somebody said, um, well, I thought after six o'clock that you could park in these. Like, what does that infer, that, you know, disabled people don't go out after six or when it's dark? I mean, you know, horrific stuff. So it's just awful, you know. Yeah, and are these issues, Richard, that are being experienced in Clare and indeed nationwide? It's not just particular pockets around the country. It's, no, it's not. It's nationwide. And there's no one place which is worse than the other. It's, it's just across the board, really. You know, we've, we've been... I, I'm, in, I'm in the disability sector. I've been working in it for approximately 25 years. And I haven't seen any great change, to be honest with you, in that time. And I suppose that's why now the time has come we're asking for change. The only thing I've seen changing is that the, the fine has gone up from €80 Euro to €150. Euro. And it goes up again to €225 Euro if it's not paid within 30 days. But really, apart from that, you know, what's changed? And I mean, you know, we keep bringing this up again and again and again. Um, you know, in another two years, I'll be on again talking about it. But the time has come now for stop, you know, just stop talking and just kind of we need to do something needs to be done about it. And people just need to realise that People with disabilities need these spaces. You know, uh, a person with a disability needs to plan their journey. So if they're planning to go into town, they're going to think about, okay, when I get there, where am I going to park? If they get into town and if all the parking, disabled parking spaces are gone, they might have to go home. Now, that's fine if the disabled parking spaces are taken up by genuine people who have the disabled parking permit. 
know, that's one thing. But if somebody's parking there that shouldn't be parked there, you're completely discommoding that person. You're ruining their day. They may have to go home. We've heard of people just say, look, I just gave up and go home and went home. And um, because, you know, there's a reason that the parking spaces are wider. Um, people might say, well, why is it so big, that parking space? Well, it's because maybe a ramp has to be deployed from the back or a lift or a hoist. There's lots of different reasons. People need to be able to get their wheelchair out of the car and set it up. So the, 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 the driver's door needs to be able to really fully open wide. You know, sometimes you might park in a car park and you're kind of, you get out of the car and you can hardly squeeze in between the two cars. Like mm. That's no use to somebody in, in a wheelchair, you know. Richard, I wonder are those with disabilities being tasked with taking people on themselves over the misuse of parking spaces or should they avoid those kind of um, potential confrontations? You know, I would say avoid, to be honest with you, you know, I would say avoid because uh, you don't know what people are going to say. Like I said a moment ago, what, what, you know, what people are going to shout back at you. And, you know, first of all, you approach somebody, they're already going to be in a defensive mode because they know they're doing something wrong. You know, so straight away they're like, you know, they shouldn't be, they know they shouldn't be in it. Um, so they're, they're going to be defensive straight away um, and you know there's also the thing of if you approach somebody and they do have a badge not all disabilities are visible as well so you've got to be very careful on that that um, you know you don't accuse somebody and then find out oh well you know, they, there is a condition that yeah. they have that they, you know so it's just I'd be mindful personally I'd be mindful you know yeah. I've done it over the years myself and I've got a, a, an earful so uh, not great you know you know, more enforcement is needed. If there's more enforcement out there, then the, the person with the disability shouldn't have to, you know, take it on themselves. You mentioned earlier on that you, you felt like you'd be back here in two years talking about this. Do we take it from that, that you're not overly hopeful of any positive action in relation to this? Well, no, I mean, look, it's it's never, you're never going to eradicate it fully. Um, you know, laws are there to be broken, as they say, unfortunately. But, I mean, our job is to be out there to try and, and do the best we can and try and help people the best we can. And, you know, if, if we can get this over the line and get this Baywatch campaign up and running um, and get the government to change, at least that'll be something, you know, it'll be, it'll be, a, it'll be a, a play a part in, in helping. And um, the more we highlight the issue, um, you'd hope that people will, will, will sit up and listen and... Um, you know, so look, that's all we can do is try, I suppose. And um, hopefully I won't be back in two years talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not, because it'll mean positive changes happen. But exactly. I, have, I have enjoyed nonetheless talking to you anyway. Uh, Richard Ryder, yeah. Communications and Marketing Manager with the Disabled Drivers Association of Ireland. Thank you so much for joining us Thank on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. And that's Richard Ryder who uh, speaking to us on the show. For more on this, uh, we're now joined by Margaret Canan, who is a wheelchair user in Ina. Margaret, good morning to you. Thanks very much for taking the time to be with us. In in terms of your own experience, Margaret, did what you see in the report sound very familiar in terms of what you've experienced in your own life? Yeah, all the time, right? And you know, I mean, I've said before, before I acquired my disability, I was one of those people who was just a minute, I'm only running in to get a couple of bits at seven o'clock at night and parked in bays outside shopping centres. Um... So that seems to be the main reason people parking in accessible parking bays, disabled parking bays, is because they're not going to be there long or somebody else has just run into the shop and I'm the driver and I'm sitting in the car, so I'm not blocking the space. If somebody comes, I can move. But who's going to go and challenge you to move is the thing, like, do you know? Yeah. Um, the thing that I didn't know um, was that 
uh, guardian traffic wardens can't kick it in private car parks. I never knew that. And I'm sure a lot of people didn't know that. Um, and part of this, you know, the, the Baywatch survey um, says I think it's like something like 70 odd percent of people with parking permits didn't know that you couldn't be ticketed for parking in place in a private car park. Yeah, it just shows you the, I suppose, the the lack of understanding and awareness that's out there. Um, you mentioned before your disability, Margaret. You would have been one of those people who would have said, you know, just a minute, I'm popping in quickly yeah. to get a few messages. When you think back now, given where you're at nowadays, do, do you feel kind of a bit mortified that you used to do that? I suppose, I suppose, I lots of people do it without thinking. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't. It was literally. It was the nearest parking spot there was a load of them so i thought oh there's loads of space i'm literally running in here to get a couple of bits for dinner on the way home from somewhere um i mean i can tell you the car park the shop and everything because it's still in my head do you know now that i use those spaces or not use those spaces because actually one of the weird things is when you qualify for a primary one cert which means you can apply for the driver's blue parking permit when you get your permit you're actually advised to only park in the parking accessible parking base if you really need to okay and margaret have you ever had to come back from a journey with you know now that you're on the other side of it without actually completing whatever task you were going to do because someone has misused a disability parking space yeah um, a long time ago when it's like it's easier because I use a wheelchair now um, and an electric wheelchair so I'm not self-propelling myself or um, I'm not using a walking aid um, or I have a hidden disability that only means I can only walk a short thing when I was using walking aids before everything packed up altogether um, then yeah I literally say some shops in any there's a long walk in to where you would get to the food section and if i couldn't park near the door i couldn't go into that shop because i couldn't walk the car park and the rest of the meters until i met the food section so Uh, you know you have to go somewhere else or you go home and get a carry out yeah. Now, do you find accessing disability spaces in private car parks more stressful than public spaces because a guard or traffic warden can't do anything to help you? I don't think I find it more stressful because I didn't know that you couldn't do it. Um, and I say with the chair, it's easier because I'm coming out the back of the vehicle um, because it's an electric chair. It's not like somebody who's coming out, who's the driver, who needs to take their chair out to the side and needs the wider space. Um, And they're the people that are having the biggest problems because, as Alan said, people parking right up to the edge or over the edge of the parking bay um, and not leaving enough room for people to actually park. You know, you go to a meeting or you could be out and you're waiting for one person before you order or do something. And they're going around around the block trying to get A, a parking space, and B, one, that there's enough space for them to get out of the vehicle. Yeah, and what, what changes w- would you like to see come into effect? I mean, I think for a long time, there's always been this carrot and the stick about 
education about not parking in the parking bays, um, generally not parking in the parking bay from the space next door. Um, there's been all that sort of stuff. But I think maybe now it has to be enforcement of the existing laws and bylaws. I think that's what has to happen. I, I was doing my homework last night um, and I was on boards.ie and there were people on there querying how they appeal a parking ticket for parking in an accessible parking bay. And there were any number of people telling them how they could appeal it and whether it counted as a private or a public space. And there was one guy glorying in the fact that he took and appealed his parking ticket all the way to the High Court and won. Mm. 